This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, February 17th. And uh, we, meaning my co-host, Mark Talercio, and my executive producer, Mark Talercio, and my webmaster, Mark Talercio. You wear a lot of hats, Mark. I do. I wear many hats. Is it too many hats or, you know, you are easily bored? No, I like I like wearing a lot of hats. I like being uh, busy doing various things. So it's good. All right. We are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. The way we do that is we answer your questions. You can ask us whatever's on your mind. I mean, we are getting right down to the uh, heart of the tax season. And so if you've got a tax planning question, let us know. Do you have a student loan question? Because that deadline is about 45 days away where the interest rate clock starts ticking again. Let us know. Are you looking at changing your career? Are you going to start your new business, whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. You can just go to our website, jillonmoney.com and click on the contact us button and then we'll get your note. That is what Claire did. Claire is on the line from Ohio. Hi, Claire. How are you? Hi, Jill. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So what can we do for you? Tell us what's going on. Yeah, I have like a about a million questions that I'll try not to ask all of them, but um, a lot of stuff is about to change. So I am engaged, about to get married, and I'm about to finish grad school and start a new job. And my partner just started a new job. So we have a lot going on and I sort of don't know what to do with all the money we have in a lot of different places. So I have questions about that. Okay. When are you getting married? Hopefully March of 2023. Okay. So it's a next year thing. And you're finishing grad school now. And when you come out of graduate school, um, what do you think you're going to be able to earn income wise? I already have a job lined up. Actually, the hiring manager for that told me that the average salary for that position is $68,000 a year. Okay, great. How much does your fiance earn? 300000 a year. Whoa. I like that. <laughs> he sounds very good looking, doesn't he, Mark? <laughs> All right. So he makes three hundred grand a year. That's good. That's pretty awesome. Do you guys live together? We do. And do you own a home? Uh, yeah. He actually owns it. It's a condo. We got really lucky. It was in May of 2020. So right before Things the housing off. market sort of exploded. Yeah. Okay. And so we bought it for 300 but I think it's probably worth more now. I haven't really I'm done sure. It. I'm sure it is. What's the mortgage on st- outstanding on it, do you know? 250. Okay. So, have you been full-time student this whole year? 
uh, I mean, sorry, in 2021, were you a full-time student? And then also, when do you think, when will you finish grad school? What month? I'll finish in May. I've been a part-time student this whole time. So my program was only 31 credits. It's technically you could finish it in a year, but I started in 2019 mm-hmm. and then I'm finishing this year. And I did that because I also work part-time at the university. I actually purposely got a part-time job at the university because it paid for about two thirds of my tuition doing it this way. So That's awesome. How did you pay for the other third? Did you pay it out of your savings or, or did you take out a loan? I took out a loan from the bank of my beautiful mother. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> bank of mom. I love BOM. <laughs> bank of mom. I plan on paying it back. Whether she'll actually let me or not is uh, sort of up for debate. How much, did, how much did you borrow from her? $23,000. From now until May, mm-hmm. are you working? How much are you going to earn like in this first five? Let's go say the first half of the year. What do you think you're going to earn? And then we'll just prorate the second half of the year. I don't actually know exactly how to calculate this um, because since I get tuition reimbursement, I have to pay taxes on it. I don't exactly know how that works, but essentially, I I make, like, you, did you get a tax document for last year from the uh, university or the college? Not yet. Because that's where you'll find out exactly how it's treated. But it, it can be treated as income, and that would just add to your tax burden. But okay, it's not a big deal. And, and so are you earning money in addition to whatever that reimbursement is? I am. It is very small amount. I work part-time. So I'm, I'm half-time and I make like $14 an hour. Okay. So it ends up being like a less than $1,000 a month. All right. That's fine. So, you know, essentially you're going to end up with, you're going to be in the 12% tax bracket this year because you'll, you're going to claim the standard deduction for yourself as mm-hmm. a single, and that's going to reduce your taxable income and you're going to be in the 12% tax bracket. That's all yes. I want to know. Okay. That's good. Because of course, as soon as you get married next year, then it's going to be 300,000 plus your 60 or 70,000. And now you guys are all of a sudden in the 24% tax bracket. So I just wanted to check that out. So what else is going on that we can help you with? Before I started grad school, I worked for about two and a half years for a nonprofit and I have a 403B pre-tax and I wanted to know if I should, before we got married, (laughs) roll that over and and do a Roth conversion. And if that's even- How much is in there? About $16,000. Okay. Do you have any money outside of retirement to pay the tax that would be due for this? I personally have savings, emergency savings of about Mm $15,000. And then combined with my partner, we have $40,000 in an emergency savings, which is about, we spend about between $5,000 and $6,000 a month. So, Um, Mark? You want to pop in here and um, voice your desires? It's not a huge amount of money, so it's not right. going to be a huge tax burden if you just want to do it and get it over with. If you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is the year to do it if you're even if you're in the 12% tax bracket, you know, and, I, and you, you know, it may be not exactly. It, I really have to see like how much money you would be claiming on this thing. But, you know, the most it would be is a little bit in the 22%, but most of it is going to be in the 12%. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Absolutely. Okay. And do you have any other retirement savings besides this old 403B? I have well, about 25000 in a Roth IRA. Oh, great. Um, already. And then I have 10000 in my current 403B for my current two employers. 
So this is what I think you do. You take the old 403B, you roll it into the existing Roth IRA, you you know, you get that whole thing going. Boom, done. Now, when you are kind of at the point where you're ready to step down from this current position, the job you have lined up, I presume, is not with the institutions now that where you're working, right? It is. It is with one of them. Yeah, it's so confusing. I have a lot of very confusing W-2 employment situations. The job with my future employer last year, I had a position with them that was like a W-2 position. Mm -hmm. But now my position with them is 10-99. Very confusing. It's extremely confusing. As soon as you are, as soon as you graduate, I want to clean all this crap up. Yeah, like I, I want to consolidate these things, have one 403B and use that 403B and rock and roll. Are you entitled to any matching contributions from either of your two employers? Yes. Actually, for the university, I contribute up to the match in mm-hmm. my traditional 403B. Mm-hmm. And then I have another like, I think it's like 6% that goes into Roth. For yeah, don't do that right now. Okay. Just do the match. Okay, and then put the rest in cash and save it to pay the... exactly. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500 500. Do you guys think you're going to stay in this condo? We are planning on it. My partner works for a company that is on the West Coast. He's remote right now, and I'm pretty sure they're going to let him stay remote, but there is a possibility that we would move there. My job will be remote anyway. So, I mean, once you both are okay, let's, let's go forward. It's July 1st. Now you guys are making, you know, three hundred fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, right, on an annualized basis. Is he maxing out his retirement contribution currently? He will this year, yes. Okay, and then you will also be able to do that. Yes. Mark, should they be both, if possible, should they both be doing a Roth version of their retirement or not? If it's an option, I would. Yeah, I would do both Roth. Okay, because that way you'll be in the 24% tax bracket. Do you think your fiance is going to be making more money? I mean, that's a ton of money to be making. How old are you guys? It was my birthday yesterday. So I'm 29. Oh, oh happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. I'm 29 and my partner is 33. Okay. So, I mean, is he on like an upward trajectory? Are you going to be on an upward trajectory? What do you think? At my job that I'm going to take, I will be able to, in three years, sort of build up to, like, I'm going to start as an entry-level person in this job. Mm -hmm. And then after three years, um, if you do all of their, like, training and become a specialist, then you get moved up to the next sort of pay grade, which is in the eighty dollars to $90,000 range. Okay. That's great. I mean, so, Mark, what do you think... 
I think that maybe they both do Roth for a while and we'll see. I mean, look, if you end up going to California and you're in a high tax state and all of a sudden, instead of making 300, he's making 600, like we make different decisions, right? But I think for today, um, if possible, use the Roth option for each of you. Any other stuff that's going on in terms of questions that we could answer in, in terms of like things you might be doing today while you're both filing as single versus next year when you'll be filing jointly? I don't think I have any question, more questions about that, but I do have sort of a, a wrench to throw in here to throw do you it. guys off. Do it. Do <laughs> so, it. So <laughs> my partner's compensation, his total compensation is about 300000 a year. He just started last year. And as he moves on, a greater part of his salary will be as company stock. Okay. Eventually in his sec- or third and fourth years, it'll be like almost half of his comp- okay. total compensation. That's fine. Which is great. It's like a big company and I'm not really hugely worried about it. I just don't exactly know like what to do to like make that work best for us. Cause I, I don't want to have, that'll be like a lot of stock in a single stock. Yeah. Well, the way, the way, the way that that would work, and this happens a lot in big companies and happens a lot in banks is that they, they give you a reward and sometimes they even give you a vesting schedule. Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, my advice on this is every time a slug of stock comes up to sell, you sell it. And you don't look at the price of the company's stock. You just sell it. You get real disciplined and it's automatic. And, you know, okay, here's the stock. We now have $50,000 of stock available. But you sell the stock, you then diversify it into the rest of your sort of major um, sort of brokerage account portfolio. But you don't don't overthink this. Do not overthink this because if he's getting a compensation that is partially based in stock, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing you have to do is make sure that you can live on the actual cash flow that's created. Now, the good news is that you'll be contributing at that time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I then you have to be really disciplined about how you manage the stock sales. And it should should not be any guesswork. It should just be, okay, here's a slug of stock. It comes up, boom, you sell it, you diversify, you're done. And that's it. It should not be, am I missing anything there, Mark? No, I was going to ask my next question. Do you guys already have like a a brokerage account established? We do. And how do you manage that? Um, It is an E-Trade. Right now, it is entirely in equities. I'm hoping to add bonds to that. Like the next time we buy anything in this brokerage account, it'll probably be a bond index fund. My partner had like several events happen last year that gave him like large chunks of money at a time. And so we had a lot of money sitting in cash. So we just moved it into this brokerage account um, and started investing it so that we didn't have like $200,000 in cash. And how do you manage it now? You have index funds? It is. Yeah. So it's a lot of it is just like the S&P 500 index Mm -hmm. fund, a small cap fund and some in QQQ, which is pretty funny oh, right boy. now. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's not called funny. That's called like, wow, hello. The Qs, ladies and gentlemen, are the uh, is the NASDAQ composite. My last question around all of this mm-hmm. is, you know, as you go forward and you think about managing this, do you feel like you guys are comfortable doing it yourselves or do you think that you're going to want to hire someone else to do it? I am comfortable with it right now. And we do have a CPA, which makes me feel better about it. Great. I feel totally fine with it now. I don't think we're doing anything terribly complicated. So okay. um, just it was just like having a lot of jobs at the same time and having a lot of money in different places 
has sort of been stressing me out and like figuring out how to <laughs> consolidate all of that is probably yeah, th- the most stressful at this point. I mean, I understand that. And I think that the way to manage this going forward is that, you know, you try to consolidate where you can, you don't go crazy. And if it gets too much for you, then you can always give us a holler back and we can, you know, maybe say, here's the kind of help you would need. I think that in terms of like, do you actually need financial planning. It may not be this minute, but it could be that you are the kind of people that, especially if he starts making a lot more money and you start making a lot more money and you're having kids and you're doing all this stuff, like it may be that you need someone to do some planning work. It really Mm -hmm. might. I'm not saying that that is a today thing, but I think you should keep it on the back, the way back burner. And besides that, if you're going to contemplate a move and it's like a West Coast move, then, you know, it's sort of now you're in that situation where you're going to probably have to take a big step up in terms of pricing because, you know, you've got this condo and I'm sure it's worth more than what you have. But like if you're going to like, oh, I'm moving to Seattle and moving to the Bay Area, like you're going to have some serious sticker shock. And then we're going to have to talk about like, what is it that you need to do in terms of putting some money away? So, you know, if you have extra money right now as like in the next couple of years before any sort of, I would actually be thinking about not going crazy with doing anything extra retirement wise, but I would absolutely think about brokerage accounts for you guys, because I think it's going to be important for you to build up that reserve because you're going to need some money. If again, if that happens, I don't know. Mark, do you have other questions? No, I don't think so. I mean, once you start this new job, you'll really be able to consolidate the old accounts and clean things up. And I think you'll feel better. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and if you need any help with that, Mark is like the master cleaner. He really is. <laughs> Gives me great joy. It does. It's like, I, it's, I, I, yeah. And I, I feel the same way about your refrigerator. If you need me to come clean your refrigerator, I get great joy from cleaning out refrigerators and cabinets. And I can Marie Kondo a drawer like crazy. I, I was going to say, I am the Marie Kondo of retirement accounts. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like that that too. All right, Claire, anything else we can do for you? No, I don't think so. Thank you so much. This has been very, very helpful. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you could join us. If you, like Claire, need some industrial cleaning of your um, financial life, give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we would be delighted to bring you on the air. You can follow Eye on Money wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to check out our sister broadcast. It's called Jill on Money. All the information there right on the website. So don't forget, sign up for that free weekly newsletter. And I uh, want to remind you also that we drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. If you can't, if this is not enough for you, if this cadence of twice a week is not enough, then you really need Jill on Monday because it's seven days a week. Uh-huh. I know. We're crazy. Right, Mark? We are crazy. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of talking. I know. You're our co-host, Mark, and executive producer and industrial strength cleaner to anyone's portfolio consolidation needs. We are distributed by Viacom CBS. We would like you to please put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Our mantra here at Eye on Money is curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings 
early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.